You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Welcome to another episode of Doing It For The Exposure, the show that will always aim to give more than it receives. I'm your host, Mannequin Blue, and today's special guest is the philanthropic artist, Catherine Griffin, who works with the Movement of Asylum Seekers Ireland and Recruit Refugees Ireland. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing today? Good. I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, yeah, of course. My pleasure. So Catherine, why don't you give us a little bit of an introduction to what you do and then also if you want to bring it into the charity work that you do as well. Fantastic. Yeah, so I guess all of this started off when I lost my job due to the pandemic. I've kind of got a long running history of operational management in the charity sector, but I'm a qualified graphic designer that's always had such a love for art and the way it can help communicate a message. So since losing my work, it it only took me about a week of literally Netflix and trying to make my garden look better before I got really bored and just thought I needed to combine those passions somehow to create something and to give back whilst I had all this time on my hands. So with everything that had been in the media at the time regards direct provision and everything was blowing out of proportion, especially in line with the Black Lives Matter movement, I wanted to get involved and I wanted to use my skills somehow during this time when I'm at home unemployed to actually be productive and be giving back in some way. So I simply contacted Massey and said, guys, I really want to help support you in what you're doing. Here are my skills. Here's what I can do. And I threw a few suggestions forward and I suggested maybe doing a marching kit. So when restrictions lift and people are ready to go and march on the streets again and for Irish people to say no to direct provision they had like a real good strong running brand image going across their range of protesting and marching paraphernalia so they were more than happy for me to send through a few designs which they did and from that we created the Massey official marching kit which has been for sale on Everpress and I think to date during the first run and the second run we sold nearly a thousand t-shirts at this stage we were only due to do one run but by the time the campaign ended it was so successful we had so much feedback and people were gutted they missed out so we ran a second run which is just finished and already we're getting flooded for people messaging us to to put a third run of the t-shirt on so that's probably going to happen again the idea of the t-shirt was they're, they're just different colors different designs and just a very simple message that states to end direct provision and also Massey's three kind of quotes of freedom dignity and justice are on there as well and it's just using this as a medium through which to spread their message and all the proceeds of course go directly to Massey which is fantastic to help support them in the work that they're doing so they are available on Everpress everpress.com forward slash Massey dash store but I know you are going to be tracking some links at the end for people to follow up on. So that was fantastic. And that kind of gave me a thirst to want to do even more. I'm a musician. I play cello. I play guitar. I'd like to say I play piano, but I'm pretty bad. But 
music means an awful lot to me and music has always been something I've found great comfort in myself and something that I can do to just shut off and I think for creative people having an outlet to perform or to draw or to write or to do whatever your creative outlet is is vital for your own mental health and as we know from everything that's been going on the implications for people's mental health and direct provision is it's just unfounded it's not something we can relate to on any level it's it's a terrible situation for people, but I wanted to find really positive solutions for things to do. So I wanted to start gathering musical instruments and finding out who I can talk to that can actually make this work. I myself didn't, until I started this project, actually know people who were living in there and I didn't know how to get involved. I think I was always so consumed with my own work and, and the charities I was working with at the time, but I made a point of reaching out, making contact, finding people who I can talk to. And I came across a lady in Cork named Ruse DeMont. And she has been an active team in direct provision and supporting the residents who were living there. She's done some incredible work. She, she formed a band called The Citadel, which has received enormous, enormous praise. And they were, they were touring in the year that they were coming out. And were completely booked out but then of course COVID hit so we couldn't do anything further and because of that the kind of PR around them and the marketing thing just kind of fell by the by because if you're not out touring people just don't seem to naturally get that information about your music and what you're doing so I decided to start collecting musical instruments on her behalf I'd be quite friendly with a lot of musicians around Ireland and we quite excitingly as a result, I've developed a couple of corporate music shops who might be able to get involved and support that further, just so the people living there can have that outlet and not let their talents go to waste. Because when you're fleeing another country, you don't have time to stop and pack your belongings and, and bring your guitar or your keyboard or your cello or whatever it is with you. So it's just creating something in Ireland that can help give back to, to the people whilst they're living in, in the conditions that they are unfortunately having to live in for the time being. And we're very much looking forward to what's going to come out of there musically. So the donation drive for the instruments is still going on. I'm based in Dublin, but we're also operating down in Cork. So I mean, if anybody had anything they wanted to donate, I'm more than happy to give my contact details for anybody who's looking to get rid of a musical instrument that they've got lying around or something that they never quite learned to play. So we can get it into the people in direct provision. We've had some wonderful pictures come through recently from some adults and children alike, and a wonderful singer-songwriter who's just 17 with a beautiful voice, and she's just got given her guitar so she can actually start to play and record music again. So some of that information is on the Facebook page, Guitars for Direct Provision. And as I said, it was initially, the initiative itself was introduced by Rose DeMong, who, interestingly enough, we decided to do further collaborations. I was having a look at ways in which I produce my corporate and professional experience and my experience as a designer and my experience as a business developer to do something that's actually going to provide solutions to everything that's going on at the moment. Rather than focusing just on the campaign, which of course is vital, I wanted something for the end. So when direct provision finishes, I want something that's going to help create further inclusion into society for, for the people living in direct provision. And the best way of merging my skills was 
a recruitment agency. I have former experiences as a recruitment manager, and I started Googling to see if anything like this existed in Ireland, and it doesn't. However, I stumbled across Rose again, and she is already making this a reality. So she is the CEO of Recruit Refugees Ireland, and we're a startup looking to become a successful organization that supports refugees, migrants, and asylum seekers in getting the job they want, not the job they have to have. We hear so much of the people that we're talking to in that community who are qualified beyond belief, who are structural engineers, who are based in amazing, like, pharma and science practices and research industries, and yet they're working really menial jobs, selling fruit and veg at weekend market stalls for, for cash in hand, or just because it's so difficult to get that leg up into the Irish employment industry, into the job landscape. Sometimes it might be because they struggle with language, or sometimes it might be that they need to transfer the qualification they have from their home country to be a recognised qualification here. So we are currently setting up what is set to be an absolute game changer when it, when it comes to recruitment, equality and diversity in the workplace. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. And I'm still, I'm still, of course, working with Massey. We've got some exciting projects coming at the minute. But that is what I've been doing, basically, which is quite a mouthful. But yeah, from, from using my graphic design skills to, to my work for music and, and now working with my business development skills to actually create a solution that to the end of this you have a campaigning piece you have the kind of piece to to keep people and their spirits lifted in the middle and then the end piece which is the solution which is inspiration into the job slot. yeah i mean that's absolutely fantastic you know for myself like as an artist and artists that i've seen a lot of people have seemed to jump on and, and try and do something for massey and it's just kind of you taking it one step further and not only are you making their time more bearable, it's kind of you're, you're looking towards the future as well, which is just absolutely amazing. I mean, I know for myself that we don't always hear a lot about direct provision and the news that we do hear is usually very disheartening and, you know, very upsetting, but just hearing that you're doing so much good is, is really like, it's just amazing. <laughs> so fair play. Thank you. And I mean, it is. I mean, it is a terrible situation for the people living there. And there's so much negativity that we can talk about. And of course, in, in, a, in a way, this is what's needed to create the attention surrounding it. But what I want to do is to equally create the attention around the people who are actually in there. This is not all doom and gloom. There are incredible people with incredible gifts, talents, professional experience, skills and education and qualifications that can provide so much to Ireland. Um, there is research upon research upon data and reports out there to suggest the importance of employing for diversity and having a diverse workforce across the board where it comes to all manners of diversity, but with cultural diversity in particular, that it's been proven. It's crazy that this research is out there. <laughs> There's not enough focus on it, it's been proven how much that benefits business and organizations, their growth, their CSR, their everything. So that's what we're trying to focus on. And what we're trying to say to people is, you know, if in line of everything moving and changing at the moment, this is a really, really important time for businesses to start 
restructuring their recruitment strategies to employ for greater diversity. And that's what we're here to do with Recruit Refugees Island is to support the businesses in how to adapt those strategies and how to do it effectively, but also to, of course, support our candidates, which are refugees, asylum seekers and migrants to get the jobs they're qualified for, to get the skills that they learn back home to bring them over here and, and to help not only themselves, but obviously community and society, because work brings home, oh my goodness, it brings home so much more than a paycheck. It brings home a sense of dignity and pride. It creates inclusion within your community and it creates friendships and people learn from one another. And it, it, it's, it's just a win-win situation. And that's what we want to focus on in direct provision. Despite everything, let's also shine the spotlight on the enormous array of talent that is in there that would benefit Ireland enormously. Yeah, completely. And I mean, even just for, you know, like yourself, the amount of people that kind of lost their jobs when the lockdown hit and everything, like people in direct provision were more or less already going through that and they're very limited in what they can do. And, you know, it kind of goes against the whole ethos of like Ireland itself, where we were always a very welcoming country. And mm -hmm. I mean, we even emigrated ourselves and integrated into other societies. So it, it kind of, it doesn't make sense to have a system like this in place. No, it doesn't. I mean, just on, on a very basic human rights level, it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But I, I think when you look at it comparably to Irish history, both my parents are from Ireland, they... They left Ireland when they were in their teens, as, as so many people did back in the day. And I, I remember their stories of them receiving an awfully hard time in England when they moved there. And it's just mind-blowing when you think about it now. But then when you turn it on its head, this is happening to other people in this country. And, and we went all, all over the world and back. And I just think Ireland needs to be welcoming and accepting with open arms. And I think really they need to be looking at the people that are coming in and what they're bringing with them. Not just putting a stamp on their head as asylum seeker or refugee or migrant, but looking at the wealth of talents and skills that people are coming in. I mean, Ireland is a very important part of large corporate infrastructure and the gifts that people can bring to those organisations to support their growth is incredible. But yeah, so I, I just think I just think the whole system needs to change. And I, I think in, in light of the references that have been made recently to the laundries and industrial schools and things like that, I also think now is a perfect opportunity for Ireland, not that it can ever make up for its past, but it's a perfect opportunity for Ireland to show that they're very proactive in abolishing these systems and creating really positive change. And they need to be seen to be quick to working on that and moving on that and acting on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even, you know, with cases of, I suppose we've been quite the forerunner for other things, you know, like equal marriage and the abortion referendum and all this kind of thing. Like we're kind of at the forefront of that, but it's still moving just a little bit too slowly. It is. Yeah, I agree. It is definitely moving a little bit too slowly. And I know there's been an awful lot this year with COVID happening and then nifty change of government and the entire government structure in between all of that but the thing is there there's a lot of economic problems that we're going to be facing very soon and i think looking at the situation within direct provision is of paramount importance because even still today we're, we're talking 
about human lives, families, children born and raised in this state, and there's just not enough being said about it. All that's being said is that a white paper is going to be released at the end of the year. But we're not hearing about anything that they're doing now, anything that they're doing now, given the fact that it is a pandemic, given the fact that people are living in terribly cramped conditions that are just not adequate for any human to be in, let alone a human during a pandemic. It must be terrifying. And people who have fled situations that you or I could never imagine, there is nothing being done about the emotional support, about the mental health support, and even the physical health supports that need to be in place there. They're closing, I know they closed down Skellig recently, but what are they doing to actively integrate people and care for those people, make sure those people are okay? It is a hugely under-resourced, massively under-resourced system. And it's being run, as we all know, privately. So it's just not moving fast enough that they're switching that privatised involvement over to something that is going to be more beneficial to the individuals in there. And I do agree that running it as a charitable model makes a lot more sense. Than you just have to obviously be, it'd be very interesting to see who exactly is, is going to be looking after that program because it's, it's not moving fast enough at all. Yeah, yeah, completely. And, you know, the longer this goes on, the worse it gets. And like you said, you know, we need to start integrating people because you, you don't know what they're going to bring forward. You don't know what they're, I mean, maybe there are artists, maybe there are doctors, maybe there are teachers and it can yeah. only benefit us if we actually allow people to integrate. Yeah, there, there are all those things and so much more. I mean, it blew my mind when I first was receiving through communications from people. I was like, what? This is incredible. I mean, I used to work for, I was a manager of a very established boutique recruitment agency and the cvs i'm getting through now are like they're blowing them out the water and that was recruiting for very senior positions and it's it's just they need that extra leg with that extra help or even just an adjustment in their application style and that that's all to be perfectly honest with you and yeah the the big thing for me is thinking if direct provision does end after this white paper is released i feel terrible to say it, but i honestly don't have enough faith in the current system and the current government to actually have the necessary and appropriate supports in place for helping people not just get out of direct provision because it's not just about that it's about integration and it's about feeling home it's about feeling included in the community and society and it's about pride and dignity nobody wants to come out of there and just be doing nothing for the rest of their lives people professionals gifted talented artists are striving to work and striving to contribute and they just need that little bit of additional support and equally large organizations corporations and businesses need a little bit of support in adjusting to that new style of recruitment where you are being actively more open-minded oh yeah completely and i mean anybody who's been going through the lockdown lately will tell you i mean even myself like obviously because i lost all of my work because of lockdown as well and i kind of wallowed for about a month and then i was like okay i need to get up and do something and you know preferably something that gives back so like definitely people don't want to be sitting around doing nothing they want to contribute they want to feel like they matter and they want to feel accomplished yeah absolutely and that is exactly how i felt at the beginning of it all as well there was a bit of pulling my hair out thinking, you know, oh gosh, I don't have a job and I don't know what I'm going to do with myself if I'm not kept entirely busy. And yeah, I did go through all the, I cleaned out nearly every drawer in the house. There's always that one that you'll never clear out. 
And as I said, I, I sorted my garden out. My dog was walked about 60 times a day. And then it just got to the point where I was like, what do I love doing? I've lost my job. I'm not going to get that back. So this is actually a perfect opportunity for me to both challenge myself and really look at identifying what it is I love. Not just what I've done and what I know I'm good at, but what actually drives me and the things that have always driven me is charitable work from the charity sector originally and art and people, just quite simply people. It's always been a drive of mine and it was the perfect opportunity to look at all these things and find the silver lining. And and it's mad. Like I'm, I'm not working officially at the moment, but I feel like I have like a 12 hour a day job because <laughs> it's so busy putting everything together and it feels bloody brilliant. And whilst I might have lost a large level of income, I have gained so much more and I wouldn't go back in a million years. If I could just keep doing this, then that would be fantastic. But I think it's just a great opportunity for everybody and anybody. And you know, it doesn't mean you have to, but maybe even if it's just to be a little bit more actively engaged in certain issues, or if there is a certain issue that you're passionate about and you're finding yourself at a loose end, just read a little bit more about it and look into it a little bit more and you soon find that you become so encased in it all. And But you've got nothing left to lose. So you can be bold as brass and go up to such a large organisation like Massey and say, I want to design your T-shirt for you. And you never know, they might just say yes and you can be involved in something so much greater. Yeah, absolutely. And just speaking of that, I know because I know you're taking donations and you're taking instruments and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But if people want to get more involved, you know, kind of at a grassroots level, how could they do that? I suppose the best way to do that would actually be, I mean, you can, of course, you can contact Massey directly or there are so many other organisations. There's a wonderful organisation that could do with a lot of support at the moment. Massey have very kindly said for all the t-shirt sales from the second run of the t-shirts is going to this organization to help them out it's called every child is your child a fabulous grassroots organization again to help children living in direct provision with the essentials that they need and help them get it back into school so i think whether it's direct provision or, or whether it's any other cause that's close to your heart find the people who are doing it the right way Find those grassroots organisations or all the big organisations, either or, but find a way that you can put your qualities and your skills into their organisation to support their work that they're doing. Whether it's fundraising, whether it's creating something, whether it's something that you're going to make go viral just to generate more awareness of their cause. And if you're not 100% sure, just get in touch. I mean, I know a lot of these guys are very, very busy, particularly at the moment. But I'd just say sit down, have a really good think about who you want to support, how you want to support them, and what you can bring to the table. And if you approach the organisation of your choice with a very clear idea of what it is you can do to support them, you never know. They'll, they'll probably be more than happy to embrace whatever you can do for them. Oh yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Like I can't imagine any charity organization coming back and saying, you know, actually, no, we don't need anyone at the minute. We're good for volunteers. I suppose to a lesser extent, it's good for artists to kind of practice putting themselves out there as well. You know, like contact these people, say you're interested in helping and yeah, just put yourself out there. Absolutely. And I I know like a good few musicians, for example, have been doing 
online gigs to raise money and to raise awareness for things like Massey and, and other associations affiliated with direct provision. I know there was the wonderful book correspondences, which which a great literary artists put together and the proceeds of that have gone to Massey and other areas of direct provision as well. And there's loads you can do. And I mean, when you're considering some of the things that people need as well, I mean, even if somebody wants to get involved in the sort of corporate relations and fundraising side of it and see, you know, would any of these places be able to donate books or school bags to children? Would any of these places be able to donate sanitary wear or, or nappies or, or bottle feed any of these things it's just put yourself out on a limb and ask it doesn't matter how big the company is that you're asking for stuff from someone out there is going to pay attention and listen to you and it feels great to know that you're utilizing your time for a good call yeah and even you know reaching out to these places the worst case scenario is okay maybe they say no or they're not interested and you say all right fair enough and you move on to the next one and you just because if you don't ask you don't get no you, uh, that is exactly it and i do have a bit of a reputation of being quite brazen with these things but it's starting to pay off can't say too much about it at the minute but there's definitely a few things in the pipeline which is gonna create enormous sort of media reach and that's all just because I was brazen. I was like, this is important, you. Listen to me. <laughs> give me give me your money and your goods because other people need it more than you. And it just works. Just, just be brazen about it because that's passion. And if you care about something, you're not going to get put off by like a few people who say no or unreturned emails. You're just going to keep going. And it's going to give you more gravity to really, really want to achieve what it is you want to achieve. Yeah, 100%. And actually just... Well, we're on the subject because we're talking about Massey and everything. I know that there is a, a collective of female creatives at the minute who are also, I think they're designing a calendar and they're taking donations for illustrations. And I think they're going to be sending the proceeds towards Massey as well. And that's, I'm going to say it wrong because it's spell weird, but that's Women in Horror Month Dublin, but it's women with an X. <laughs> so... It's, it's good to see other artists that are actually interested in and, and they want to help give back. It's amazing. Oh, amazing. Yeah. That's ringing a bit of a bell, but I must look more into that one myself, which is, it is fantastic. And I mean, using the medium of art as well. It's just something that who doesn't like visuals or who doesn't like music or who doesn't like reading. You know, there's so much you can do through advocacy, through campaign and communications just using your art form and it's so important to use that to grow awareness in whatever way you can and there have been a good few artists all right involved with the whole massy drive of late and it's absolutely brilliant to see and it doesn't matter what culture you come from you're going to understand that oh yeah completely and that's one of the things is that we try to push on the show as well is like I know it was started up to kind of promote Irish artists but it, there aren't really any boundaries when it comes to art and creativity and we just have to support each other regardless of your background or you know what you do where you're from anything like that it's because we're all interested in the same things yeah I, I think as you said art is art is only really one language that is universally shared you have something in common you have something that doesn't even need words or any of that level of expression because it's all it's just it's it just is really conjoining. It brings people together and it's, it's such a celebration. And whereas obviously it can depict 
something left to celebrate about. I think a lot of what's coming out at the minute is kind of hard-hitting messages, but also some things that are really inspiring and really positive to look at for the future. Yeah, 100%. And if people want to follow along with this, then where is the best place to kind of either get in touch with you or even just follow your project as it grows? Absolutely. If anybody wants to get in touch, and as I say, we're so keen to get these musical instruments into the centre there. And when restrictions lift, we are going to definitely be looking at gigs, basically, <laughs> and ways that we can use that then to, to create further inclusion in the community and greater awareness of the issues of indirect provision. So if anybody listening is a music tutor or a vocal coach, I'd be especially interested to hear from you. I welcome anybody to contact me. You can get me at my email address is rricatherine at gmail.com. And my Twitter, which is usually I, I share and promote the work I'm doing on there, is seg, spelled C-E-G, underscore seghead. So that would be a good way to follow me. And of course, the Recruit Refugees Island currently building the website for them at the moment so it's just the Facebook page for the time being so I'd say that would be the best place to look at it and of course just follow Massey follow every child is your child as well because they are doing some astonishing work that desperately a bit support. That's fantastic and we're going to include all the links as well in the description and on the Facebook posts and everything just Kind of before we go, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we haven't touched on yet? I don't think there is. No, I think that's pretty much everything I wanted to talk about. I suppose it's just, I hope with the work that I've done with, with all of this is something that might inspire people to maybe look at utilising their skills for these sorts of things. Because it's not when you're working to support something you're passionate about, it's not, not all about donating your money. If you can donate a bit of your brain and a bit of your skill set, you can make enormous impact and enormous difference. And if anybody out there is interested in the work that we're doing with Recruit Refugees Island, whether you are an employer yourself or you own your own business, or whether you want to maybe put this on the ear of your employer, um, then again, get in touch so we can talk about how you can increase diversity in the workplace and support people in direct division and other refugees, scientists and migrants into getting the job they want, not the job they need. Yeah, absolutely. And for anyone listening at home who wants to get involved, but you think you don't have anything to offer, I mean, I just literally did an entire episode on a podcast about this. So maybe think about things that you can do if you're a YouTuber or if you have a podcast of your own, get the word out. Any amount of information spread is incredible and it, it can only help. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And again, if anybody wants any further information, do, of course, get in touch with me. Yeah, and we will make sure to we'll share everything as well, because we definitely want to spread this as much as possible and hopefully get the ball rolling a little bit faster. Yeah, yeah. Get it rolling faster, but rolling in the right direction, because there's something really positive that can come out of all of this. I do, however, think it's up to the Irish public to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. And the more people on board the stronger it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so Catherine, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us. This, uh, like it's 
really, really appreciate it. I, I think you're doing amazing work and we're going to be following very closely and, and hopefully we'll get some good news sooner rather than later. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for inviting me to have this conversation today. It means the world. Oh, absolutely. Like we want to do as much as we can. And even though it's a small platform, like I always say, if one or two people hear about it, they might tell two friends and they tell two friends and, you know, it keeps going that way. Exactly. Exactly. No platform is too small. Yeah, (laughs) this is it. We can all make a difference no matter how little. Exactly. That's the whole point. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for this opportunity. And thank you so much. It really, really means a lot. So if you've enjoyed this episode of Doing It For The Exposure and would like to hear more in the future, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at D-I-F-T-E Podcast. You can also check out our stream on nerdtoknowmedia.com. We stream weekly on Spotify, SoundCloud and YouTube. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to a Nerd To Know Media production. 